A strong effort, a big fight, terrific half-court defense. A lot of things to be really happy about as the Utah Jazz fall tonight in their ninth loss in their last 11 games. But without Rudy and Donovan, that's not a big surprise. What is a surprise is they defended in the half-court. We're talking about it coming up on Locked on Jazz. Check that. We're coming up talking about it on postcast, but we're live and I can't fix that. So, David Locke along with Ron Boone bringing you postcast here. Ron, I, I feel very encouraged, and I, I feel like the next two weeks are about, without Rudy, if it's a week, two, whatever it's going to be, about can you play defense. And the Suns' half-court offense tonight, which coming in the game was the fourth-best half-court offense in the NBA, finished in the 26th percentile with an 85.5 offensive rating tonight. And that and that, that's while they had a great fourth quarter. I think the Jazz played great defense tonight in the half court. Their transition defense was not good, and the Suns were in transition too much, and that's what cost them the game. But being able to play half court defense without Rudy Gobert is something new. I was very pleased with with the the effort. I was very pleased with the and more even more pleased with the game plan. I mean, I I think in 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 past games with Rudy, we have funnel everything to Rudy, and I think we're finding out that uh, individually, individual game plans to take away strength of certain players uh, can work with this team without funneling everything to Rudy, if you understand what I mean. <clears throat> finding a different way to play without relying on Rudy to be that defensive stopper every time down the floor, and I think that's what Rudy's been asking for. You know, and some of the comments that I've heard. Right. Him what's interesting is sometimes the Jazz play best when someone has a dominant player like this because they can build a game plan for him. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sure that anyone's going to write home about holding Devin Booker to 43 points on 28 shots or Chris Paul to 21 on 17. So I'm not sure that they did, but they made him work. I mean, the game plan yeah. you set it up in shoot around report was to make them go left. A lot of the night they were really uncomfortable, particularly in the second quarter. They were uncomfortable. They held the Suns to five of 17 shooting in the second quarter. They held them to 11 to 25 shooting in the third quarter. Those are major steps in the right direction for a team to defend without their main guy. Yeah, exactly. And and I, I guess that's what I'm I'm getting getting at, David, is that uh, with a game plan, you can make other things happen out there on the floor. They, their bench only got 14 points tonight, um, and sure enough, that didn't have anything to do with Chris Paul and 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 Devin Booker. Uh, both of those guys are absolutely great players. But the game plan, you could see something. You could see what was what was working for them. And it took away some of the effectiveness of some of the other players, I think. And and for the most part, okay, they get they get beat, they get outscored, they give up 49% shooting there from the field, uh, 39% there from the three-point line. But they were in the ball game without Rudy and Donovan. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think this stretch is about learning how to play and and more than just without Rudy, frankly, or yeah. more than relying on Rudy. Because the fact of the matter is that teams minimize with a game plan what Rudy can do defensively. They avoid him. He's the best defender in the world in the playoffs. And guys are going to have to be able to defend. And tonight, generally, that's pretty good. The fact that Jazz couldn't score for most of the night and finished with an offensive rating of a 104, not surprising to me. We were missing our two best offensive players. And Donovan Mitchell is our creator. And Rudy Gobert is the guy who bends the defense. Like, that doesn't surprise me we couldn't score tonight against the second-best defense in the league. And I thought their defense 
was exceptional at times. You want to know why they're the second-best defensive team in the league? Those guys got into you, pestered the ball, had length at the rim, blocked shots, rotated beautifully, were on a string. They were terrific. And, and only turned the ball over 10 times. That's a solid basketball team. They got a, a, one heck of a system. Uh, they got players that complement the system. Um, and But my thinking here, if Donovan was here, that makes Booker play defense. I'm not so sure how much defense he had to play tonight. That makes Chris Paul, I mean, to the point where you can take advantage of Chris Paul's size at six, at, at six foot one, maybe post him up, run him off screens, you know, just as, you know, do some other things that, that um, could disrupt what they want to do defensively. Well, here's the numbers tonight. The Suns are 14 of 17 at the rim. They're 11 of 20 in the floater zone. Mm-hmm. So they shoot 25 of 37 in the paint. You're not doing that if Rudy's playing the jazz shoot 12 of 23 at the rim and six of 18 in the floater zone Mm. so the jazz end up going 18 of 41 in the paint this game is lost there and those are that's where rudy and donovan impact the game the most for the jazz it's it it was a a loss but it was a learning experience i think far as a team and the players are concerned and it was something for us broadcasting the game that we could see a little bit different that, uh, um, you know, can help this team going forward. And hopefully, you know, we don't have to deal with this to the point where we keep falling in the standings. Jazz uh, cut it to four, cut it to two. Chris Paul hits a jumper. Mike Conley drives on an open lane on the left side. He's getting the basket. He's fouled. I can't remember whether the shot was going to go in or not. And in the meantime, Hassan Whiteside blasts Jalen Smith, knocking Boyan Bogdanovich and Mikel Bridges to the ground. Gets called for an offensive foul and a technical foul. No one's quite clear what actually happened on that play or why Hassan did that. But the end result was that they then get a technical free throw of the ball. Conley's play gets wiped off and the game was over. Um, so that was really disappointing because it does not, at least sitting here, and maybe we're going to find something else out when we watch the replay or there's another replay or we're going to find out something in post game. But as we talk right here, having just seen it and then limited replay of it, is it seemed illogical, uh, almost unfathomable that that play would take place as though Hassan got bothered by something. It's just unclear. Um, and so there's some, if there must be something else or it's unclear what that is, but it was a play that ended the Jazz chances of, of having any chance at this game. I did not see any of that. I was watching Conley uh, drive to the basket. I was watching him get fouled there by Booker, and I'm thinking, okay, there's a whistle. He's going to get a couple of free throws. Could very well tie this ball game. I think it was 94-92 at that point. Or it was 94, yeah, the, it was a, a four-point game, 96-92. It would have been 96-94. Yeah, somewhere in there. And so that, that that was my thinking. Did not see what was going on on the weak side of the floor. So whatever the case, we'll probably get a chance to see the whole thing. And, and maybe we'll, you know, through the media, we'll find out exactly what happened. So uh, someone was asking if I think the white side foul – has an impact on the locker room and Quinn's decisions. It's going to have an impact on on Quinn, for sure. If it, if, it, if it turns out to be not a smart, well, obviously it probably wasn't a smart play because it did hurt the Jazz, but it didn't have an impact on Quinn. I mean, the players, if, if, they're, if it bothers them, I, don't, I doubt if anyone will say anything right away or say anything to, but... 
I'm sure they're they're feeling it. That's for sure. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Jazz are trying a lot of other things. I think it's you know the small lineup didn't actually work very well tonight. By the way, just to kind of have that for you, Whiteside played 35 minutes. In those 35 minutes, we were plus 11 in the minutes in which he was off the 13 minutes in which Whiteside was off the floor, and we went small tonight. We were minus 19. Uh, Rudy Gay went 17 minutes tonight with no points, two rebounds and a steal and only one shot. Like, I don't know whether that's his inability to get open or us, our inability to get him the ball, but I will promise you Rudy Gay does not like playing 17 minutes and only getting one shot. Jordan Clarkson had a nice night with 26. Conley had 10 assists and 16 points. He did have two turnovers late that were uncharacteristic. One, I think really, because he hasn't played with Whiteside much. I mean, really you, you know, from a standpoint of winning or losing, the key stat to me, Ron, was I was getting ready for the game, is that Hassan Whiteside and Mike Conley only run 50 pick and rolls all year together because Mike Conley matches Rudy Gobert. And then and when Rudy Gobert got hurt, Hassan Whiteside got COVID, or COVID, they both got COVID. So then, therefore, Conley didn't play with them. So you could see how uncomfortable those two were together tonight. So, so the question, I think, probably some of our, our listeners, so what's, what's significant? What, what does that mean? I mean, that because... The timing is different, um, and it's just it's it's just different. I mean, Rudy maybe holds the screens a little bit longer. Maybe uh, Whiteside might release, um, and I mean, just so many things. Uh, I think that goes into being a combination there of being able to run a, a, a very good pick and roll, and and we didn't get one. Well, we did get one. Well, I don't even think that was a lob at the rim with Conley, and it was more of the two defenders goes at at Conley, and he, you know, puts it right down in the pocket there for for Whiteside to to dunk the basketball. I, I I see some frustration mounting. We've lost nine of eleven. I I understand, but l- let me just calm you for a second. Maybe you won't like this, but if we held a draft tonight before this game, I think the first Jazz player would go fourth. So, like, understand they didn't have Aiton. We didn't have Donovan. We didn't have Rudy. There were players missing. But of the players on the floor tonight, if you were just drafting, I think the first three players drafted would be Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Mikel Bridges. Maybe Conley goes ahead of Bridges, but I'm, I'm not sure of that, actually. Mikel Bridges is maybe the best wing defender in all of the NBA and showed it tonight. Like, he's really good. So even 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 if you didn't go that strong and you went Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich three and four and frankly Boyan Bogdanovich, the finger thing is real. He was not he's not able to dribble with the left hand. The splint came off multiple times during the game. He didn't look comfortable. He's not like this is a this is an issue, right? Like he came yeah. into the game in the last five games shooting Boyan Bogdanovich shooting thirty eight percent from the field and twenty three percent from three. Like this is not great. Like this is a real injury. He's playing with an avulsion fracture on a finger that he can't move on his left hand. This is not a one handed game. So, like, I wouldn't get that frustrated about. It. I actually think there's a lot of positives tonight in this game on how they played, what they did, and they're really undermanned. And and you know, you're you're playing to Ron said not fall too far in the standings. Don't go to seven, and. See if you can get better so that when the playoffs come, you're better. But that splint you just brought up, is that it is a problem. Dribbling the basketball. Um, I don't think just, he dribbled uh, left-handed tonight. I did, 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 not, too many, not too many times. But just the feel, the touch. Um, even though he doesn't 
shoot with that left hand that often. I know he likes to drive and dunk with his left hand. He does that quite a bit. It, it's And you can see why he got a little upset and took that splint off and just threw it on the sidelines. Um, so he's either going to have to play with the pain or find a way, a different kind of splint. Or, or honestly, <laughs> if it's four to six weeks, yeah. there might be a point in this process where you just say, Boyan, we appreciate the fact you're the biggest warrior we want to play all the time, but we're going to sit you for four to six weeks and okay. get you ready in March. So the timing, David, uh, if I'm looking at this now, we're, we're approaching February. So maybe the first week of February, you sit. I mean, you play, you sit, then you're able to sit about three weeks because of the all-star break. That's right. And see if you can get it right. Uh, we're speculating. We don't know. But yeah. does, t- tonight, the last few nights, he's battling. He doesn't look right. We, so we'll see. Jazz, fall. Have a good night. See you.